thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us. And we encourage you, release your faith as you hear the word taught today. Because the faith in your heart can only benefit you as you release it. Amen. And so yesterday on the previous episode, we were, we started teaching in a certain direction. If you were not able to join us yesterday, go back after this broadcast and go watch it because it will help you. Amen. We're referring to a testimony of something that happened in the life of Brother Norval Hayes. Now, Brother Norval Hayes was a, uh, he, he was a leading voice during the Word of Faith yes. movement, yes. the Word of Faith revival. God used him in such a strong way to teach on the truths of faith and healing as well as on worship. And I tell you, he brought it out with such simplicity yes. that yes. everyone can grab it. And, and I believe it's in 2018, he went home to be with the Lord. But that which we, um, that which we received, through his ministry. We don't want to let those truths slip. So some of his testimonies, some of the things that God said to him, I go back and I rehearse because it's not, I don't, I don't necessarily repeat a sermon of his, but I repeat, what did God say to him? Because that's what we need to hold to is what God has said. In repeating and rehearsing this testimony, we hear answers. Right. We hear, you know what, what one man struggles with, another man is going to struggle with. So if we will find out how that man got his answer, then we can hear our answer. So uh, draw on the answers. It's not just me telling testimonies. It's drawing the answers out of those testimonies. Brother Norville had a daughter that was a teenager at the time that she had about 46 growths that had come up on her hands, just on her hands. And uh, the doctors would do everything they could to remove them and they would come back in multiplied form. So nothing medically that was being done could help her. And you can imagine as a teenager how that would affect affect you. And so Brother Norville had been raised in a denominational church. that He was not taught healing. Um, he had his mother to die when he was 12 years old. Uh, his brother died within a couple of years after that. So sickness ravaged his family. Yes. You know, whenever you've been violated 
in that way by the devil. Once you get, once you get a glimpse of light, brother, you hang on to it because you're going to, you're going to, if I could say this, turn those tragedies into someone else's deliverance and yes. someone else's yes. victory. Yes. So they don't face what you faced. Yeah. And that's what Brother Norville did when sickness and death visited his family. Um, he wasn't content to just believe that God did something against mm-hmm. his family right. as religion taught him. Right. Yes. Yeah. He began hearing the, the truth of the word that God is a good God. Yes. Yes. God doesn't send sickness to people to teach them something. God doesn't send it to them to humble them. Uh, God's not punishing them with sickness. Why? Because the Lord is good. He doesn't just do good. He is good. So because that, that is of his essence, that comprises him. That's the only thing that can flow out of him. Because he is good, it's impossible for bad to flow out. Only good can flow out of him. And when Brother Norval began hearing the truths of God, God's goodness, and it would manifest as healing. It would manifest as miracles. Really, miracles and healing is the goodness of God. Amen. The mercy of God. And he began hearing these truths. And he came out of that wrong teaching that religion had put in him, yes. that, that God, God had taken his family members, yes. you know, uh, prematurely. And, but he had to learn faith. Yes. He had to yes. learn how to cooperate with the goodness of God because he'd been taught wrong for around 30 years of his life. Yes. So he began hearing the truths of faith and healing taught uh, a fuller, a fuller flow of the Word of God, right. Amen. and um, he because he didn't know, you know, you don't learn these things overnight. Right. I tell you, you don't learn these things overnight. Stay with it, stick with it, keep hearing, keep studying, keep showing up in church. You, you, if you give up on it. If you get disinterested in it, you're going to let go of what you need. And so, um, so he, he prayed as best as he knew. And this was his prayer. God, heal my daughter. God, heal my daughter. Heal my daughter. Heal my daughter. Now you see his hunger, his hunger and his desire was in God's direction. Listen, you turn anything in God's direction and he'll meet you. Amen. Amen. And because he stuck with it, he kept seeking, he kept asking, he kept knocking. Uh, God brought him into what he lacked. He brought him into the knowledge that he needed to receive what belonged to him. So what am I saying? If you don't know, none of us know it all. Do all you know. Do all you know. And uh, God will direct you to people who will help you come into what you need to know. Amen. When you're hungry to know God, he will lead you to people that will lead you to him. Amen. And so Brother Norville did all he knew. God, heal my daughter. 
heal my daughter. He did, he prayed that for years. Now what's that show? That mean that showed hunger. It showed that he, he had a trust in God that God could do something. But if you're doing something for years and nothing's changing, you're on the wrong road. Something of what you're doing has to be adjusted and corrected. So because he was sincere, because he was hungry and he kept at it with everything in him, he's walking through his living room one day. One step he's in his living room and the next step he takes, he's in heaven. He had the experience of Jesus taking him to heaven. Jesus stood in front of him. And I want to again read what I read in the previous episode and we'll go further with it. Jesus said to Brother Norville, as he stood in front of him at that event in heaven. And he said to him, how long are you going to put up with those gross in your daughter's body? Now notice, notice this, how confrontational. He wasn't confronting in a negative way, uh, Brother Norville. He was confronting those gross. And telling him, you're going to have to do something. Yeah. Now, how bold. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. Jesus didn't meet him and say, you know, I, I feel bad about, you know, right. you've been yeah. doing this good for you. You've been sticking with it for several years. Good for you. He didn't commend him. No. No. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me. Uh, he was, Brother Norva was doing all he knew. But... Jesus' help to him was not stroking him in his need. Jesus' help to him was bringing correction. Correction is a flow of the love of God. Correction should never offend you. It should, it should unfold God's love in your life. That he loves us too much to leave us doing it wrong when we are, when we won't, if I could say this, turn away from his help. So when your pastor preaches something and it's different than what you've been taught, listen, receive help. When it's in line with the word, take it, take it, take it. Receive correction you need. Jesus was bringing Brother Norville correction. He was correcting his, what he was, his approach in prayer. What was Brother Norville's approach in prayer? God, do something. God, you do something. God, do something. God, do something. He was pressing on God implying that God was not doing what God could have done or what God should have done. He's pressing that God, God's, uh, God's not showing up. God do something. God do something. So this is the correction Jesus brought. How long are you? How long are four words that flipped that whole thing? <laughs> How long are you? It undid years of praying right then. One short statement, one short question. How long are you? Now we know this, it's on us. Whether or not we receive our healing, whether or not we receive our miracle is up to us. It's not up to God. Why? Because he already provided. He already won the victory. He already handed us the authority. So we're not waiting on him. That's, 
That's a great truth in the life of faith. We're not waiting on him. God is waiting for our faith to show up. Not just our, not just desperation to show up. Not just panic to show up. Not just uh, our human effort to show up. He's waiting for faith. He's waiting for faith to show up. This is the victory that overcomes the world. What is that? Even our faith. I love something Sister Gloria Copeland said years ago. I heard her say it and I, that once and I never forgot it again. And she said, God is waiting for your faith. Your, no, your victory is waiting for your faith to show up. Amen. This is what Jesus was telling Brother Norval. Yes. Uh, we're waiting on your faith. Heaven's waiting on your faith. Power is waiting on your faith. How long are you going to put up with? How long? Notice this. If Brother Norval did not change his approach, he could have kept going a long time. He had already been going a long time. Don't go a long, 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 long time and not see change and think you're, you're, you're going to have to make change. Amen. I love something that one minister who taught on, on healing and she was, uh, her ministry was well known in the early early half of the 1900s, Lillian B. Yeomans. Get hold of her books if you can. They are wonderful. I think you can even download them on, you know, on, on your device. Uh, she has four books on divine healing. And she makes this statement. She said, if you're praying and nothing is changing, something's got to change before you receive your answer. Yes. And she said, and it's not God. It's you. God doesn't change. Why? Because when you're perfect, when you're right, you don't have to change. The sooner we make changes, the sooner God's power will meet us. This is what Jesus is telling Brother Norville. You don't have to make a change. How long are you going to put up with it. How long, how long will you have that? As long as you don't make the change. Yes. Yes. So how long are you going to, I want you to see the next phrase, put up with. Yes. Really, if I could title the sermon today, it would be, how long are you going to put up with dot, dot, dot. Right. Yes. Whatever it is you're putting up with. Yes. Because you know how long you're going to put up, and you know how long you're going to have it as long as you put up with it. <laughs> so Jesus asked him, how long? So notice this, it's in our court as to how, how long thing, wrong things continue in our lives. How long are you going to put up with it? I've said this for to, and preached it to our congregation for years. God will allow you to have yes. everything you're okay with. Yes. Yes. That's right. How long are you going to have something? As long as you put up with it. Yes. But if you ever, if if it ever dawns on you that you don't have to put up with this anymore, God's power will back you up when you release your faith. Amen. In His power. 
Amen. Amen. So Jesus said to Brother Norva, how long are you going to put up with those gross in your daughter's body? And I love what Brother Norville said. I just love it. He said, what do you mean? <laughs> I love that. I love that. that. Because that's really where so many of us have, have been at times in our life. God, what do you mean? What do you mean? How do I do this? <laughs> I love that. What do you mean? <laughs> no religious talk now. What do you mean? And again, Jesus, I love it. Jesus repeated himself. Jesus stated, I said, how long are you going to put up with those gross in your daughter's body? Meaning this, they're there by your permission. What you don't resist has permission to stay. And that's what he was telling her. That's what he was telling Brother Norval, rather. How long are you going to put up with those gross in your daughter's body? Then Jesus gave him the light he lacked. If you will curse those things in my name. Why? Because of the power in the name of Jesus. That at that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And that name is our inheritance. It's at our disposal to use. We have the power of attorney with that name, meaning we can spend that name anytime we need power. So Jesus told him, if you will curse those things in my name, they will die. And disappear. He's telling him what his name will accomplish. It will accomplish your miracle. It will accomplish that healing needed. The name does that. The power in that name. He said, they will die and disappear if you will believe and not doubt. That means don't start believing and then come off the believing course. Don't start the believe, down the believing road and then turn off onto the, the side road of doubt. Yeah. Yeah. There are always, on, on roads, there's turnoffs you can right. make. Yeah. When you're on the road of faith, don't take the turnoff of doubt. Don't take the turnoff of fear. Don't take and turn on to the wrong flow, the wrong way of thinking, the wrong way of doing. Amen. So he said to him, it, the, they will die and disappear if you will believe and not doubt. So believe and stay believing. Yes. Just stay yes. there. Yes. <laughs> and no matter what you can or cannot figure out, no yes. matter what you do or do not feel, yes. no matter what you see or don't see, yes. believe and don't come off that believing. Yes. Don't come off of it. Yes. You believed you were the healed before sickness came. Believe yes. it in the face of sickness. Don't come off that believing. So he said, they will die and disappear if you will believe and not doubt, just like I did with the fig tree. Then he told him the steps, further steps to take. Talk to it. Talk to it. See, he was praying to God instead of talking to the offense, talking to that which was offending his daughter's body. Uh, those growths. Sickness is an offense to us. As believers, it's an offense. We we won't take it. Amen. 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 So he was saying, talk to it. Mm -hmm. 
that's a mountain in your life. See, we need to recognize a mountain when we see a mountain. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Don't treat it like a a place of recreation, just climbing it. (laughs) You know, there are people who go mountain climbing. That's fine, but don't turn your, the, the mountain of circumstances in your life just a place to hang around. You don't climb them, you remove them. You get rid of them. You don't let them, you don't let them linger and stay and just get larger and, and loom bigger and, and cast shadows on the flow of God's light in your life. Amen. Jesus told him, talk to it. Talk to it. Talk to it. That was new to Brother Norval. He had never heard. He was waiting for God to talk to it. We can talk to it because God's already told us what to say. His word is telling us what to say to things. Find out what he says in the word. Talk. Talk his talk. Talk God talk. That's, look here, the, 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 the word is the thoughts of God written down. The, the way God speaks, the way God thinks, the way God acts. We have record of it. Why? So it will become the way we think, the way we speak, the way we act. God offers us his thoughts. Take them. God offers us his words. Take them. God offers us his doings. Take them. Amen. So he, he said, talk to it. Now notice Jesus said to Brother Norval, again, I want to look at this. He said, they will die and disappear if you will believe and not doubt, just like I did with the fig tree. What did Jesus do to the fig tree? Uh, Mark 11 tells us, Mark 11, 12, he talked to it. The Son of God had to still talk to it. That That tree didn't change just because he showed up. Just because Jesus showed up, the tree didn't change. The tree didn't bow. The tree didn't do anything until the Son of God talked to it. It, Difficulties don't don't change just because you showed up. They don't change. Your difficulties don't care that you're a Christian. (laughs) They don't care. They don't listen to Christian. They listen to words. You can't just say, God loves me. That's true. That is true. Believe me, that's true. But you still have to say words that deal with the opposition. You can't just show up. You can't just show up in church and say, well, I'm here. No, you got to... You got to do something when you show up. Jesus had, Jesus showed us when he went to the tree that did not produce fruit. He spoke to it. Nothing changed because he stood there. You can be in the presence of God all day and nothing changed. You can be in the presence of the word and nothing changed. You can be where the Holy Spirit is moving and nothing changed until you say something. Your words are the, is what opens the door. Faith is an open door. 
yes. for God to move. Faith doesn't heal. Faith, faith is not what heals us. God heals us. Yes. But faith opens the door yes. for God's power yes. to heal. Yes. Amen. Faith is a door opener. Yes. Faith is a channel. Faith gives access yes. to the power of God. Yes. You know, that's how we got saved. Yes. Amen. What's the word tell us? That you are saved by grace. You're not through faith. It doesn't say you're saved by faith. It says you're saved by grace through faith. What's that mean? Faith in God as the Savior. In Jesus as the Savior. Open the door for grace to flow in. And you were saved. Yes. See, faith is a door opener. Yes. Faith is a door opener. That's my job, open doors. Open doors for God. And my other job is close doors to the devil. I open them to God, I close them to the devil. Open them to God, close. Faith will open doors to God and it will close doors to the devil. Faith's a door opener. When tragedy knocks, faith better be what answers that door. When tragedy knocks, faith won't open that door. Faith will go to the door and bar it closed. It will make certain that thing is locked against entrance of the wrong thing. Amen. This is what Brother Norval didn't understand. He thought his job was to get God to do something. Mm -hmm. When God was showing him your, you have to do something through your mouth, through your words. Why? You can have a heart full of faith, but until you open your mouth and speak, none of it's coming out. None of the faith that's in you. The faith in you can only come out through the words you speak and the actions you take. Don't be silent right. yeah. when your faith is called for. Silence. You can and you can believe God's going to do something. God, God's going to do something. God's doing. But if you don't say, that's right. If you don't say, the wrong thing can dominate you with the God in you who could change everything. Our faith is God's invitation to work. Our faith is God's permission to work. Amen. Until we speak, God doesn't have our permission. Until we speak, God's power doesn't have our permission. Amen. Your mountain is waiting to hear your words. And if it never hears it, it just stays and just grows and just grows. Just by virtue of being there, it gets yeah. stronger. Yeah. Yeah. True. The longer we leave it unaddressed, the more it fortifies itself. Yeah. And don't get concerned. If a mountain you're speaking to doesn't re- get removed all in one day, we see all the time that when they need to do road construction and they need to move a hill in the way, they need to move a mountain, they go one bucket full at a time off of that, off of that, off of that equipment and they dig it out. Every time you speak, something of your mountain is being removed. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss next time. We just, we just, we just having such a good time in this yeah. word. Amen. 
And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. The timeless truths in this book, Answer It, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Tulsa, Oklahoma at The Rock Church, April 16th through the 20th. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.